Stories are life, or the absence thereof. My name is Osadumibi, and every week I will tell you a short story written by a Nigerian writer or author. That's the long and short of it. So without much ado, this week's story is by Namdi Nwabara, and it's titled, Let the Dead Bury the Dead. John Ofo was still pinching himself as he sat waiting in the living room of the rectory. His arrival had been announced by the steward, and so the parish priest would materialize any minute. John had traveled down to his hometown of Iswafia from the northern city of Kano, where he lived and worked. He came to officially notify the kinsmen, elders, parish, women's union, and all manner of sundry groups of the death of his 85-year-old mother. John was barely seven years old when he lost his father and had little knowledge of what went into a befitting Christian burial. He rarely visited when distant uncles passed and remained blissfully unaware of the various accompanying rites and traditions. Until now. First was the task of getting the parish priest's consent to announce a date for the funeral. It had to tally with the parish's programs, and this was only given after obtaining clearance. John had come with Mama's tithe card, which only had the last month she had been away visiting in Kano in arrears. The priest, though, had upon his belated entry sent for a voluminous register and was now checking page by page. So far, outstanding pledges towards the new transformer, new robes for the female choir, re-roofing the main church, purchase of a new lawnmower, support for the outgoing Monsignor's farewell party, had all been unearthed. John was dazed. He had yet to meet with the Umwada or the Ikunne. Each of these female groups was demanding a live cow before attending the burial in official capacity. The church choir had indicated that a bag of foreign parboiled rice and a carton of soft drinks would do for them. His car boot still harbored two cartons of schnapps drink for the Umunna, an initial offering as he sought an audience with them to officially break the news of Mama's passing. But they already knew and had taken delivery of the special cap to be adorned for the occasion. His meeting with them would yield a further list of specific requirements in their honor. No group thus far had volunteered to help defray any cost or execute any service. None had bothered, not even his immediate kinsmen, to donate to the outrageous fees charged by the village mortuary or the fortune expended to ferry her corpse the 820 kilometers from Kano 
to the village. All respondents had been more concerned about choosing and acquiring their ashwebi to be distributed to and won by extended family and friends at the burial ceremony. Then, there were fees for the traditional rainmakers, who you only ignored at your own peril. Then, souvenirs, gift items to be distributed to attendees in appreciation for their attendance. Hiring of chairs and canopies. Entertainment of guests. Provision of private security for guests and corps. Yes, corpses had been known to be abducted before by diverse interest groups, from those protesting the burial site to those seeking to draw government attention to their own grievances. John could not shirk the duty as he was Mama's first son and it was a role traditionally reserved for him. In Kano, the departed were mostly buried with minimal fanfare on the same day in accordance with Islamic laws. John resolved to start a campaign on social media upon his return to Kano to seek a change to these southern customs. Hashtag let the dead bury the dead. Away with the funfair. After all, death was for the spirit, not for the living. In secondary school, he had often marveled at the story of Julius Caesar. It had been his favorite literature text. Now, he understood his kindred spirit, Mark Anthony, who said, I have come to bury Caesar, not to honor him. Poor man must have been trying to avoid the likely huge clearance involved. John could not dare such a stunt with any of the village factors, though. The rainmakers had been known to conjure major storms over specific locations, over any perceived slight by the organizers who had ignored them. No, he would not subject Mama's weary spirits to another battle. Caesar had been a general. This was different. John looked up. The priest was barely halfway through the thick register, furiously punching the calculator. John shook his head and closed his eyes. It was going to be a long day. Namdingwabara is a project manager based in Nigeria. He writes poems and short fiction. He has published a collection of poems, Broken Echoes, as well as a collection of short stories, Her Husband, Her Wife. He has contributed to an online journal, Africa in View. You can read more of his work on his blog, newerthoughts.blogspot.com. Details will be in the description of today's episode. And you can connect with him on Twitter at Namdi underscore EW. If you've got a story you would like to be featured on this podcast or a published book you want to make into an audiobook, send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Osademibi. I look forward to collaborating with you. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, tell a friend that stories are a good escape for a few minutes each week.